it's inevitable that you're going to gain weight if you keep eating these foods and if you keep continuing this toxic behavior. It's amongst the general population. This is why so many people have mood imbalances and more. In today's episode called Love Curbs Appetite, we are going to be talking about how to curb your appetite for a more healthier kind of love, as well as curbing your appetite for more healthier foods, what methods and protocols you need to do both of these things, and how to implement things today. I really hope you have a pen and notebook hand because this is going to be a life-changing episode. Hopefully you can kick your cravings and hopefully you'll be delving in. We're going to delve in and see where these cravings stem from for food and these cravings stem from for love. But before we dive deep, here's the intro. It's Avi, bitch. Welcome to the Avi Unfiltered Podcast with your fabulous, blunt, I'll never give a fuck host, Avishai L, national best-selling author of The Power of Why book, holistic health coach, certified raw food educator, and spiritual healer, teaching women, professional and entrepreneurial, how to get rid of stress through nutrition and lifestyle in 90 days, utilizing my six-step eat stress away method. Now, if you heard holistic health and you think you're going to hear about blueberries and eat those sides and shit well you'll hear about that too but let's face it sesquiterpenes and vetiver essential oil and cedarwood or the anti-helicobacter and sulforaphane compounds and broccoli are not the only things that are going to help you deal with your shitty ass boss at work your stressful life and or underlying traumas so we are going to tackle it all you will be immersed in the mental physical emotional and spiritual aspects of life discover how to deal with personal interdependent and interpersonal relationships of all kinds let's make crazy look sane every fucking tuesday yay and throw them smoothies and green juices back one time So a couple of announcements before I get started. I have a don't wait to lose weight six week challenge going on for $2.97. You will get webinars, live Q&A, meal plans, workouts, two coaching sessions with me, three day email access. Did I say recipe? You get a recipe book. You get basically everything. You get a video training library and you will have access to that uh, for a lifetime once you enter and it's only for 297 if you cannot devote 297 in your health then I really need to pray for you because that's a drop in the bucket it's for six weeks 297 to completely transform your body I really want to see a lot of women transform their bodies because I know how exuberant and sexy and confident you could look and feel and I know how that is to really want to hide in your clothes trust me I used to cover myself up with heavy ass scarves and try to get shapewear and it's it it costs more. It costs more to hide yourself. And if you are a voluptuous beauty, that is wonderful as well. This challenge is for every body size. And if your aim is to still be a voluptuous beauty, but you want to reshape your body, that is completely fine as well. If you are a lean person who wants to reshape her body, it's perfectly fine. It's for everybody. So it's not 
you trying to look like me and be 120 pounds. It's you maybe being 270 and wanting to be 250. Hey, I don't care. As long as your goal is to be healthy in and out. It's not all about the physique. It's about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. We really do a deep dive into getting rid of food addictions and igniting that self-love within you. So it goes beyond the meals and beyond the food because I know as the founder of my 12-week Eat Stress Away program that the majority of the food you eat is is due to some emotional tie, stress, and anxiety. So that's what it's there for. Another announcement that ties in with this wonderful episode we're going to dive deep into very, very shortly is I placed uh, a couple books on pre-order. They are now released. One of them is released. It's the Dark Chocolate Dark... <laughs> What is Dark Chocolate Love? Oh my God, I almost got both titles mixed up because it's a book series. It's an erotic suspense thriller. So this is for my my loverly peacefuls who have gone through toxic relationships. Listen, I work with women who have been involved in domestic abuse and trauma and stress and all of those things. And this, this book really highlights what you might have wanted to do in the relationship. Maybe you wanted to hurt the person because they were hurting you, but you couldn't do it. So it's like the cynical best friend to you. Don't do anything in that that book and it also shares some like taboo you know sex things in there because everybody is not the same everybody has different sexual preferences it's really to show the darker side and to let everyone know that they're completely normal as I do with my podcast to let you know that crazy is sane here (laughs) and the second book is the complete opposite it's all about self-care self-love how to organize yourself um, to ignite more self-love how to create more time freedom and peace in your life So you get the best of both worlds. You could pick one, you could pick two, you can buy them both. They're up on Amazon. I will leave the link in the description box below. If you need any supplements from my website, I will also leave the link below. If you're trying to eat healthy, you don't know where to start, you can start there and everything will be in the description box description box. I keep thinking this is YouTube. You guys got to catch up with my YouTube. I will put that channel in the show notes below. Without further ado, remember last week, let's let's pivot right into the episode. Remember last week when I was saying we're going to discuss more about trauma and relationships and things like that? Well, I find that when you are subjected to various traumas and different things and people and all you've known was that traumatic love that dramatic love that abusive love when you are presented with someone who wants to treat you kindly and treat you um, like you should be treated you know with that love it seems foreign to you and you can kind of run away from that Uh, I used to do that myself I didn't think I was deserving of it at the time because of everything that I had gone through. So I was more attracted to the abusive people and people who were controlling until I got sick of obviously being abused. I was involved in, you know, domestic abuse and things like that. So I'm no stranger to that. 
and having to, you know, fight and cuss people out and defend what I'm not doing and all of these toxic behaviors. So it was attractive to me. I thought love equals drama. You know, that becomes your limiting belief when you're exposed to these things. Now you're like, okay, love equals drama. And when someone presents something to you, it's almost like, I'll use another example. It's almost like you've been going to church for so long and you have a friend come to you and they're like, let's do yoga. And if you're brought up in the Christian faith or whatever, yoga is seen as bad. You know, yoga is, you know, igniting demons or or some shit that people thought. And that's that's what I used to think, too. But I always saw people were peaceful after yoga. And I'm like, (laughs) well, did they ignite peaceful demons? You know, so if that's what you've been taught, (laughs) if that's what you've been taught, when someone presents like qigong and yoga to you, you're going to be you're going to run from that. You're like, oh, that's the devil. And <laughs> that's not the Lord. Um, so the same thing. <laughs> so the same thing with relationships. Someone's like, you know, you're beautiful and they don't start any drama with you. They're just peaceful. And you might even think this person is boring because you thrive in the chaos. I'll say that again. You might think someone is completely boring because you thrive in the chaos. You know, you're attracted to what you are. If you're chaotic and you're imbalanced, that's what you're going to be attracted to, right? But if you're loving and you're peaceful and you've you've done some inner work and you've grown, you're going to be attracted to a more peaceful person. You know, now I'm more attracted to more sapiosexual things and even though I'm a, I'm a, I consider myself someone who is obviously would, would be into that if I was in a relationship. I'm really not one to give myself like that when I'm not with somebody and I'm not currently. So I kind of just throw myself in projects, but I'm more into you know, peace and love and higher vibrations. And it's because I worked on myself and I've worked on that. And I I love that meme. I actually, did I come up with that or did I see it? Sometimes, you know, all the time I come up with a lot of creative shit. So I have to guess (laughs) who who said it. Was it me? Talk to me in 639 hertz. You know, hertz over hertz. And that's trademarked. That's all rights reserved to me. Hertz over hertz. H-E-R-T-Z over H-U-R-T-S. And it's because it's not necessary to argue although I've been guilty of this I'm not perfect don't think oh she's 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 just thinks she's perfect and shit you know (laughs) I trust me I have had a lot of moments where I have been evil (laughs) evil in terms of you know yelling or arguing hey I'm gonna admit it on the show it's unfiltered and um but now I don't really see the necessity in arguing with someone who is peaceful and obviously that's still gonna happen 
I just don't see the aggression and everything. And obviously a lot of us are not there yet. And even me, you are going to have some days where you're going to be, you know, pissed off because someone's going to trigger you. It's going to happen and it's to help you learn and grow. But the majority of the time, I don't think it's a necessity to get all riled up when you can have an effective communication. And that's when effective communication comes in. And that's also in my Love Like Chocolate book, uh, which will be, it's on pre-order now up on Amazon, but it'll be released the 28th, I believe. And it there's a chapter all about communication because that's, uh, well, not the full chapter, but there's a story or p- short story slash poem. There's short story poems where it talks about communication and, and love languages and things like that. It's being aware of how each other communicates, which is really beneficial. So now I thrive on communicating and not arguing and not all the drama like, you know, act like you don't want me. I'll be attracted to that. It's like now I, I get repelled by that. I don't get, you know, some people think it's cute to be hit. I'm like, well, I was hit before and it's not cute. You feel like absolute shit when someone closed fists you in the face that you you feel you don't feel good. It's not a good feeling, especially when it's, you know, a big ass bulky ass dude who's really, really tall and older than you and just takes their their hand and mushes you and you feel really like a powerless piece of shit until you get your power back, which I, I did. This was like years and years ago. I don't even think about that until this episode. <laughs> but it's not cute, you know? Um, but it it's based off of your self-worth, your self-esteem, what you tolerate, what you're attached to. So in order to grow and evolve and recognize that being drawn to dramatic love like let's transmute dramatic love when you're drawn to that that is not I don't want to say it's not normal but it's not healthy it's not healthy because it's it's not serving you any good if you're going back and forth and arguing arguing is not love you may have disagreements but arguing about every little thing and just disagreeing and that's not that's not love you know, ghosting and coming back, that's not love. Giving you breadcrumbs, that's not love. And if anybody gives you breadcrumbs, tell them you don't eat refined carbs, okay? <laughs> like, you're not going to stress me the fuck out and cause me inflammation, motherfucker. But anyway, <laughs> so you take that drama and make turn it into passion, You know, if you love a dramatic relationship, you know, my the way I love is in a sign that is filled with drama, but it's drama in an acting way. I mean, take that acting to your love life, you know, take that drama and express it with gifts, you know, be dramatic about where what vacations you take with that person, be dramatic about your love for that person, transmute that negative drama of, I don't want you, but I do, you know, like the playing, the playing around and and all of that, you know, immature type of shit, unless you're joking, you know, you you get with the couple and you're joking with each other. But I'm talking about like that drama, like, I'm going to tease you with looking at another woman. And I'm gonna be, you know, that petty ass immature shit that could 
that shall I would walk away from that. But anyway, so take that and transmute it into dramatic, passionate love. And for people who are still attracted to the drama and the arguing and the toxicity and the he hit me, I hit him back and oh, the bruise was a bruise for love type of shit. And I'm I'm yelling at him and he's yelling at me. Oh, that means he cares. You need to delve into where that started. Did your parents always yell at you? Did you go to school and have all your boyfriends were shit and they yelled at you and you think that's just how relationships are. I really want you to listen into this episode and hear me say that you are deserving of a better relationship with yourself first. You are deserving of a better relationship with yourself first because we know, and I had to learn myself, all relationships you enter are a reflection of what you're allowing, are a reflection of what boundaries are that you have set, and are a reflection of the attachments that you have created based upon your experiences. So I want you, as always, because I love writing and I think it's very therapeutic, if you're not a writer, I want you to visualize, okay? But if you are, I want you to write down your first experience with toxic love. And then I want you to write down what, when you, what makes you feel loved. I want you to write down what makes you feel loved, And then I want you to ask yourself, am I ready for what I think love is versus what I'm allowing? For me, it took a while for me to realize that toxic love was toxic. It it did. It took me, it took me many many years after I was out of high school it took me took me years I think when I was 23 24 that's when I started to realize that love is caring that's what it is and I'm not saying from a a family perspective because obviously your family or some people some people in your family show you you know caring love and things like that I'm talking about relationship love I used to think it was boring because I thrived in the chaos and in the imbalances and in the drama because that is what I was feeling internally. And it stemmed from the fact that I didn't feel deserving of that and I felt rejected and I don't I don't want to call it weird because it did help me grow but yeah, it was it was like that it didn't make me feel mushy because I didn't receive. That's what it was, because I wasn't used to feeling that mushy love from someone in a loving relationship. When something felt good, it felt icky to me. I was like, Ugh. it was <laughs> Can you relate? Let me know if you can relate. Always feel free to send an email or follow me on my socials and let me know about this episode you're hearing. It felt so icky to me. I wasn't used to it. I think the last time 
I was used to someone treating me like with kindness and with that was like when I was 14 and then again at 17 because my first relationship was when I was 14 years old and that person treated me with the utmost kindness and wasn't the even though we were young they weren't the type to look at anybody they put me first and but the following year when I was talking to someone but not in a relationship with that one like I said, my first relationship was 14. When I was talking to someone when I was 15, this person claimed me as theirs and I wasn't theirs and was, you know, abusive. And that's when it kind of, that's when I changed and was like, this is what I deserve. And then it it just, it just brought me down a whole path. You know, then I started to associate him with my father who rejected me and then him with my with what happened to me when I was younger, when I was abused um, sexually and verbally and physically and all of the types. So it really brought me into a dark, deep black hole. And it kind of just went down from there, really, that experience. So I really had to get to the root of that and and, and was like, this is where it stems from. And once I did, you know, I started to slowly receive love from the opposite sex and it wasn't even in a relationship way it was just me being around people who were the opposite sex who were showing me that they cared and I was like okay that's a little bit okay I could take a little bit (laughs) but then it was like okay here's some more I was like okay you can stop there it's a little much you know and I didn't believe that they were concerned and it it that changed when I was 23 you know so it took years because I didn't know that was something I needed to work on it took years you know and I was in the church from that time so um the church I went to they were uh, pretty much against dating so (laughs) I was on lockdown for many many years like basically fasting and this is serious like a lot of people think you're just like fucking everybody and humping everybody everybody's not like that people do have discipline and I have a lot trust me so I was basically you know fasting and praying and doing spiritual things and igniting spiritual gifts and trying to heal myself but it wasn't until I found you know spirituality that I really started to heal myself and recognize certain things on a different level although I think you know the the church and the people who are there and you know I think the person who teaches that and preaches is absolutely amazing and has changed my life on a very special level, you know, igniting my powers and supernatural gifts and things like that. So I'm forever grateful. I don't hate on anybody. If you go to church, I don't hate on you at all. I'm just saying for me, you know, I had to pivot and really take charge of my life and see what worked for me. So that's what I did with that. But yeah, that's so that that's what happened. So you have to you have to be willing to go deep and target the root cause of what's causing this and see how you can actually begin to allow yourself. And some of you I'm really getting a heavy visual of some of you who are in relationships you know they're toxic, but you're attached. And some of you are thinking that there's not going to be anybody else. There's nobody else. There's nobody else. There's nobody else for me. And I used to find that's what that's what allowed me to hold on to people for so fucking long is because I had avoided attachment 
to my low self-worth. Some of you have avoided attachment to your low self-worth thinking that there's nobody, there's nobody else, there's nobody else beside this. In my Refer to my last episode, the good gets greater. There is always somebody that is going to be a vibrational match for the love you have for yourself. You know, uh, like I said, I'm not currently with somebody, but I know there is someone out there who is a vibrational match for the love I have for myself. And I'm very proud of myself because I've battled many things, whether that was uh, toxic substances, dealing with toxic people, dealing with toxic relationships, dealing with sickness, dealing with everything. I've dealt with pretty much everything. And you know, I can honestly say that I, I really love myself. I spoil myself now. I think about what I need to accomplish. And it's okay to be selfish, to be selfless, to help other people. That's needed. That's a necessity. And I know it's really you need to start setting your boundaries. Like, is are are you do you feel good around this person or do they give you good sex? Like, I'm just being honest. Do you feel good around them or is it just the sex? Because that's toxicity right there because they have nothing else to offer at the end of the day. But a, a dick and a headache or pussy and a headache. <laughs> this is really unfiltered. You seriously. It's not worth it. That's not in alignment with the universe and that could block your um, evolution. And that's why I'm like, well, listen, if someone's not meeting my standards, obviously you're not going to expect the world from a person, but you do have boundaries. Like I'm not going to let somebody say, you know, you need to work on your body like goodbye. That's a boundary for me. Whereas maybe years ago when I was in high school, I would have said I would have let it bend. You know, I would have bent my rules, you know, and that's that's when the narcissistic behavior occurs because they see how far they could bend. You tell me one thing that needs to change about my body, you could get the fuck out of the way. That's just how I am. And some people are not like that. But you have to start setting your boundaries of what you will allow. And I'm telling you, it may not come tomorrow. It may not come in the next three months, but it will come because it just will. There's destiny. We all have our unique navigation based off of astrology. It will happen. And that's what I say to myself. But in the meantime, working on projects, if someone wants to work on that with me or not necessarily my projects, but just build together, then they can come in. But people I find are intimidated or whatever. I have no fucking clue. So that is the end of that segment. Moving on to the next segment of curbing your cravings. Common cravings are sugar and salt. Definitely. Those are the common cravings for many, many people. Everybody loves cake. Everybody loves cupcakes. Everybody loves chocolate, chocolate cheesecake, Twinkies, brownies, salty fries. Everybody craves those things. And it's completely normal to do so. However, what ends up happening with, especially with things, you know, like sugar, you know, that spikes a rise of glucose in your bloodstream, which causes an excessive spike in insulin, 
which leads to wide swings in glucose and sets you up for fat storage and cravings. And this is why people develop toxic hunger. You know, you 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 wake up and you're shaky and you already want Fruit Loops. Why? Because you ate sugary shit the night before or you the morning before or the grand rising before the a.m. before whatever the fuck people say. <laughs> I usually say grand rising um, or something in Latin, whatever. So this is what happens and you wake up shaky and jittery and you're you're like, I need something to eat. I need something to eat. And this is why when I work with my clients in my Eat Stress Away program or in my nutritional coaching program, I stress the difference between true hunger and toxic hunger. True hunger, which I've learned from Dr. Furman and my mom actually went to his institute. So some information from him she's shared. And I've also spoken with him as well and read his books. And I've also got info from where I went to at the institute that I learned from. And so when it comes to, when it comes to, toxic hunger versus true hunger, true hunger can be felt in the throat. See, I used to think that true hunger was, oh, your stomach is growling and your stomach is feels empty and feels like a basketball and it's time to eat. Or like I said, again, the shakiness or you feel weak or you feel a little nauseous. Those are all signs that you ate toxic shit. Those are toxic ingredients and your body is having withdrawals and it's also having a toxic reaction and that is not a good sign so those are indicators that what you're eating is actually toxic to your body in terms of uh, sodium and things like that a lot of people love sodium I mean when you put pasta sauce on your pasta, that flavors it, right? So it's it's really flavorful. You really love to eat those things. However, this is why a lot of people are inflamed and can literally look swollen. And I say that from experience because I remember having edema and things like that when I was very, very ill, I remember not being able to walk up one flight of steps without my mother's assistance, like one flight. And I'm no, not joking. One flight of stairs, even a curb, <laughs> pun intended, because this is Love Curbs Appetite, even stepping up a curb made me feel winded. Why? Because there was so much inflammation in my body. I had edema I was wearing furry boots faux fur in the spring because my ankles couldn't fit into any shoes salt and sugar are one of the most addictive ingredients junk food ingredients a lot of sodium in foods processed foods is not celtic sea salt or himalayan salt or things like that it's table salt and table salt really is like glass. Like imagine cutting, don't do this, but I'll just say imagine getting cut with glass. What happens again, back to one of the episodes about, you know, cutting 
your your foot and um, what happens when you break your foot it becomes inflamed to protect you but after a while you know it keeps you keep cutting and cutting and cutting and it keeps trying to protect you protect you and protect you till eventually things start to leak out and this is why people have so many diseases due to inflammation in the gut because you're cutting you're literally cutting yourself either you're cutting yourself or you're feeding yourself things that promote acid things that promote acidity in the body and that's how disease thrives dr morse speaks a lot about alkalinity versus acidity and so did dr sabi i say dr sabi people say dr sebi sabi just sits right with me hopefully he has different pronunciations and that's the correct one if it is sebi whatever but i say dr sebi um spoke about you know alkalinity versus acidity and things like that and that's really where all these diseases came from as i've said in past episodes like cancer and uh lou gehrig's disease and um AML and whatever diseases there are, rheumatoid arthritis, it's because of eating inflammatory forming foods and foods high in sodium and and all of these things. So I really want to help all of you help yourself because I can't knock the the greasy ass sodium rich high sodium french fries out of your hand or the fried dough out of your hand or the pop tarts out of your hand you're gonna have to do that but i want to help you empower yourself to stop eating these these inflammatory forming foods that also create mood imbalances in the body and it's inevitable for people to gain weight because of this and get mood imbalances because of the inflammation when the body cannot properly digest any of the nutrients and can't digest anything for shit what happens is you're literally full of shit this is why people have backed up bowel movements and this is why I don't agree with keto because I try to do the paleo diet before and I was back the fuck up like yeah I was getting abs but I was back the fuck up and ruining the lining of my gut in the process and still had horrible edema because that's what it gives the body you know it raises your your cholesterol levels and causes arthrosclerosis around the heart because of all the oils and all of the butter and all of the things like that I could go on and on and on about science and on and on and on about health and I'm constantly studying 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 because I absolutely love this shit this has been a part of me like I am a nerd a medical science nerd whatever medical physical medical physical oh medical metaphysical nerd medical physical nerd (laughs) all day every motherfucker day so eating so what can you do What can you do about curbing your appetite? So I actually did, and I'm laughing, I actually did a video up on TikTok. I just really started my TikTok again. I haven't done it in like a year. I deleted my two past videos. And 
you know, sometimes I talk about nutrition, I talk about stress, I talk about organization, all the things that get rid of your stress and all the things that get rid of weight loss. Because we know that if I just talk about nutrition, that's not going to help you with your stress. If I just talk about stress, it's not going to help you with your nutrition. So I cover everything. Um, and I'm laughing because a lot of children they follow, they follow me on there. Some women do, but a lot of children are drawn to me because I'm I'm just you know, I allow people to be themselves and be quirky and crazy and however the fuck they are. If you if you have an imaginary friend, I'm like, listen, that's cool. <laughs> I don't I'm not judgy, and I think that's what children need. But they're also getting the advice you know they need, and maybe they could help their parents. And and the parents that come to me, they can help their children. So it's it's a win win situation. But I did a video yesterday about uh, sugar addiction and things like that and how to get rid of sugar addiction. And my recommendation is when you're trying to kick sugar, it's it's I'm not going to say it's an easy process because you're you're having withdrawals because you're addicted. Sugar is more addicting than cocaine. We know this. We've heard this before, but we continuously eat it because it gives us that dopamine high. But what ends up happening is you end up crashing. You know what what people really need to start craving is that serotonin balance. To where you're eating things that bring you into homeostasis. That's where your peace is. That's where your mood balance is, is in that serotonin place. It's a place, people. It's a place. <laughs> Activate that place. A lot of times when people have addictive behaviors with, with sugar and, and foods and whatever kind of foods, it's because they crave that dopamine high and you chase it and you chase it and you chase it. And what ends up happening is your pH balance within the body gets thrown off. And that's why you have more then less. So you have more of the more and less of the less instead of having more and less, having some acidity and some alkalinity. Now your pH balance is off. And this is how you can get, like I said, so many diseases and get ill and get just break the, it just breaks the body down. Really, it's just a breakdown in the cellular membrane. It's a gut health issue and it's a lymphatic it's a lymphatic system issue. That's, that's, that's really what it is. That's what happens within the body. So I recommend when people are trying to kick addiction to recognize that, listen, it may not be a happy process, but your body needs to go through it. And I recommended that people drink a smoothie with veggies, fruits, nuts and seeds in there but adding in like two to four medjool dates if you're heavily addicted you could put four at the most in that smoothie and drink that so your taste buds can begin to detox and then you want to have some slow carbs slow carbs like maybe a you know half of a sweet potato maybe some bean pasta because a lot of people shy away from pasta and I talked about this on YouTube a lot of people shy away from pasta because they're just like oh pasta is bad oh pasta is rich in carbs but pasta bean pasta even if it's not pasta if it's just beans let's just take the pasta out of there and talk about beans in their whole form they are resistant starch 
And you want resistant starch because resistant starch contributes to that slow digestion. That's what you want. You want to digest those calories slowly so they can be easily absorbed, easily digested, so they can be utilized for energy because calories are really here for energy. And when you eat foods that are filled with empty calories like Pop-Tarts and Cheerios and Fruit Loops and Lucky Charms and whatever the fuck else, Twizzlers and brownies from hostess and all of that what happens is like I said at the beginning it spikes your your blood sugars and it throws it it throws your your glucose off you know it spikes a rise in your glucose and it also causes you to feel tired after because the calories aren't properly being it's, it's a faster digestion. So the calories aren't being used for energy. You see? So when you eat things like uh, beans and um, uh, which have that resistant starch, which are great, which is great for weight loss, you know, because you're it's being used for energy um, and it's rich in fiber, which is great for pushing everything out, which is great for digestion. Um, what co- what goes in must come out. That's the rule within the body. And that's what you want. You want to eat foods that don't have you back the fuck up and constipated and stuff. As well as, uh, like I said, the sweet potato. And those would be the main two that I would I would recommend. You know, those those slower carbs. Not the refined carbs like breads and breads you find at the grocery store with a shitload, ass load of ingredients that have enriched wheat flour and unbleached wheat flour or bleached white flour, whatever. I don't know why people are bleaching shit, but okay. Um, (laughs) So things like that. So that's what you can do. You could make a smoothie and you could sweeten it with, you know, medjool dates. Um, what I highly recommend is you throw your sugar out today. Uh, sugar is not food. Sugar is not good for your immune system. And especially with, with these times now where people are panicking over this thing people call a virus and everything that people are afraid of. I'm personally not. <laughs> And if anyone should be afraid of that, it should be me because I have had a poor immune system for many years, but I'm not afraid of it because I have boosted it and I know ways to do that. And for you, you really should recognize that sugar really will affect your white blood cells in a negative, negative way. And it's really going to be hard for you to fight off certain viruses because of that. And that will really mess with your lymphatic system, you know, which is responsible. It's all about the blood and the, you you know, if that lymph is not moving and that blood is clumped, you're going to feel tired. You're going to feel sleepy and fatigued and you're going to begin to be sedentary, which leads to that, those metabolic diseases, cardiovascular disease, and eventually death. It's not worth it for a brownie 
which I have a brownie recipe in one of the episodes on here if you want to go back and just binge watch that, as well as in my programs. So if you're interested in one of my programs are nutritional coaching to really kick those addictions and have someone coach you through it because addiction could be could be difficult to kick. So that's the way you can start to curb appetite. And I want you to recognize where this addiction is stemming from. I know sugar is addicting itself, but why do you need to eat those things? When did it begin? Begin. <laughs> when did it begin? So you want to make yourself aware of those things. I hope that was helpful. Another thing you can do is have make yourself a, a, a plant-based healthy candy apple by taking an apple and putting two medjool dates on it or one medjool date on it and taking a piece of it and biting it with the apple. And that's a quick, raw, vegan, plant-based, whole foods a candy apple that you can do to also help you detox those taste buds. But what your body really needs when it craves sugar is some omega-3s, omega-6s, you know, from nuts and seeds, as well as some carbohydrates, some slow digestible carbohydrates, like I said, the beans and the sweet potatoes and things like that. So I hope this episode was truly helpful. Have an unfiltered day and I will see you next week.